You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Guys, what is James Gunn thinking? Also, what is Santa up to? And will Santa Claus truly deck your halls? Let's find out. This is Systematic Geekology. We are the Priest of the Geeks, back with another What's New episode. I'm one of your co-hosts, Joshua Knoll. I am here with the one and only Joe Day. Also, the other one and only Christian Ashley. We're going to be discussing today what's going on in the world of DC, both movies and comics. We're going to talk about the Santa Claus's finale. We're going to talk about Violent Night. And if we have time, we're going to talk about some controversy with the Hogwarts Legacy game. If we don't have time, it'll be in the next What's New. So just, you know, hang in there. It'll happen eventually. That being said... Guys, y'all ready to jump into this? Yep. Yep. All right. First up, I, I just I don't think anybody I think we might get hate letters if we make them wait to the end before we talk about it. So let's start with Joe. What What is James Gunn doing in the DCEU right now? Like who's getting fired? Who's staying and why? <laughs> so I, it's funny. News broke about what's going on over at DC and immediately I hit up the team and was like, okay, so when's the, what's, when's the next what's new? Because I need to get on here and talk about this. <laughs> so it was announced by James Gunn that they are moving forward without Henry Cavill. Ooh. And that the idea is that they are wholesale rebooting the Snyderverse. And they are starting with a fresh take forward. And there have been grumblings that one of the major story beats that is going to somehow be at the center of the overarching story that James Gunn wants to tell is Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come is one of the most famous DC stories that there is. So that part of it has me super excited, but let's not get, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I've never seen as quick a backlash as <laughs> what happened when it was announced that they're not moving forward with soups. Because everybody's like, oh, we finally have our Kevin Feige. And then he announces this. Now, it would seem, <laughs> and there's there's some controversy also tied into this with Black Adam, that uh, apparently The Rock may have fudged some numbers with, with stating how well Black Adam did. Um, I personally don't care either way. That is the single greatest comic book movie ever made. I said what I said. Fight me. Um... That being said, though, it's it's unc- it's unclear exactly who's staying, who's going. There's a lot of of ambiguity around around the whole thing. James Gunn stepped forward and announced specifically that Henry Cavill is not going to be a part of it. Now, part of where where the the controversy is coming is that Warner Brothers basically stuck him on the shelf. After Man of Steel and BVS didn't do very well. You can have your own opinions about the about the Snyderverse. I've shared mine back in the early days of, of SG. We did an episode that that, you know, giving giving flowers to to the Snyder the, the Snyderverse and all of that kind of stuff. I'm not against re I'm not against rebooting everything. But the problem is, is mm-hmm. two of the main three you literally have the perfect actors for them already. Now, mind you, Ben Affleck, he he he's grown on me 
as far as his rendition of Batman. It's not a typical Batman. You have to be you have to be aware of Frank Miller's Batman to really understand what's actually happening with with his version mm-hmm. of the bat. But those two, the other two, Soups and Wonder Woman. Uh, it might be recency biased, but I I challenge anybody to find a better uh, a better actor for either of those two roles. I think those two do mm-hmm. such a great job at, at it, and I'm all for this this clear heading of a set set path forward. But I think it, it one of the biggest one of the most frustrating things with what's happening is James Gunn knows how to. Um, stir the pot. He knows how to get clicks. He knows how to get people talking and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. The problem becomes is that you just dumped a whole lot of money into telling us that Henry Cavill's back. Mm-hmm. But now you're turning around and saying that he's not. And so I I think that I think that greater swerves have happened. So I there's a part of me that's a little tempted to say, you know, what if we're all getting swerved? <laughs> but I would say pretty categorically with getting rid of them, that's a gigantic mistake. Yeah, I you, I see both sides of it. It is hard to reboot and use the same actors and people not expected to just be the same. Um, but also, you're not going to find a better Superman. <laughs> like, I just don't, I can't see it. I just don't see it. Um, and part of the backlash that I've heard with it, which is what I, I kind of wanted your take on, because I, I might have just misunderstood but it seems like they're rebooting all of the characters, you know, except for Shazam, who happened to be in one of the new people who's leading this thing's movies. And also, except for some of the Suicide Squad, like Peacemaker, who, you know, was James Gunn's movie. So it's kind of suspicious that everything's getting axed, but their stuff. Is that accurate? Um, I mean, kind of, but I'm not sure that there's... I'm not sure that there's that much meat on that particular bone. And I think part of, I think part of the issue is that we remember the last 10 years through rose colored glasses, right? I'm going to, I'm going to shoot hard on the MCU for a second. Everybody looks at what the MCU became and then tries to retrofit that into that's what the MCU always was. The MCU was not always that. It was not always this well-oiled machine and all of that kind of stuff. They didn't even know in the first round of movies whether or not this was going to be successful. They just threw lines out in the water. And there was confusion and there was lack of communication at first and all of that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. And it was very clunky at first, especially with the first continuation of what was built. And this is what I mean. You have phase one. It's introductory. Right, you've got your Hulk, you've got your Captain America, you've mm-hmm. got your Thor, you've got your Iron Man, you've got the origin stories. Everybody loves a good origin story, right? Let's let's now talk about some of the sequels, right? Iron Man two is uh not good. Um, <laughs> Thor two also not good. Um, and, and so so you have that. Right. And I bring this up for a reason. I don't want to get I don't want to get lost in the sauce as far as far as talking about the MCU. But I bring this up for a reason. There's this misconception about the fluidity of how we have gotten the Marvel movies, coupled with the fact that 
there was never a sense of doing something larger with WB. Warner Brothers has consistently made misstep after misstep after misstep. Remember, Marvel was coming from a blank slate. And I would, I actually, I would argue that they're coming with a net positive because like them or not, our first set of um, like kind of the grandfather of the modern superhero movie, those were Marvel properties. Plus or minus the the Nolan trilogy, you've got you've got Spider Man, you've got the X Men, and and yeah, they've got their highs and their lows. But for a lot of people, their Spider Man is Tobey Maguire. Like my Spider Man is Tobey Maguire. Josh is wrong. We're not going to go there, but Josh is wrong. Just know <laughs> that Josh is wrong. Anyway, yeah. um, it's it, it, so 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 they're coming from a net positive with when you talk about DC. You talk about this. Uh, they're they're not coming from the from the from a point of good graces. And on top of that, you're talking about a company that has been pretty vocal about chasing the buck over over giving something to the fans. So I, I will just briefly say I categorically disagree with most of the Marvel opinions thrown out there. Uh, most of Phase Two was better than Phase One. Um. <laughs> Oh, I didn't but. say that they were better that that they that they were better or worse. I'm just saying that the second oh, no. the, the second just, wave was not that good. I just mean Iron Man two was the best Iron Man movie, and uh, <laughs> what, what what were the other ones? I actually really liked Thor two as well. Um, okay, also, now that's a bad opinion. Yeah, no, that one that's is. Really uh, most opinion. importantly, it gave us the Winter Soldier, which was the best of all of the MCU movies. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Let's see. Where, where were we? OK, sorry. We spent longer on the, this than I had planned to. <laughs> but it is it's an important thing to think of through, especially when Marvel was able to start when all our standard was, oh, my God, they got Captain America right. We didn't care about the right. story or anything. It was, oh, they actually they actually did it right. <laughs> that was it. That was the whole standard. And things have changed since then. So DC's getting a start at, uh, at a harder time. And you know, show some grace, show some grace. I didn't love a lot of the Snyderverse, but I'm not familiar with the comics. It's just kind of a, I didn't really like these characters in movies as much. I loved some of the actors. I loved that Superman. I love that Wonder Woman. I love that Aquaman. I don't love the Flash, but hang in there. Also, you know who I do love from DC Comics that I'm really just, I'm confused about, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this, and then we're going to move on to the next thing. Blue Beetle. I've always loved Blue Beetle. They're still making that movie. Is that going to be like canon? Is that going to just be something that's like a one off and we're never going to see him ever again? Or what? What? Why? Why are they making this right now? That I mean, was already in the pipeline long before. It's similar to the Black. So for those of you that don't know, The Rock has been attached to Black Adam for like something like seven years. It's been, it's been a very long time. He be, It was when he was still making the Fast and Furious movies that he said, look, my next seven years worth of movies are pretty much full up, but then we're going to be shooting on, wow. on Black Adam. And that's pretty much exactly what ended up happening. And, the, and I think you hit the nail on the head. I think with Marvel, they've been so focused on building a shared universe and they've done exactly that 
and then were and then on top of it had the power of the mouse behind them. Let's not lose yep. the rabbit on that one. The mouse mm-hmm. bought them. That's part of the reason why you have the MCU that you have is because of the mouse. They're not DC doesn't have the backing of somebody like somebody like the mouse. And so you are talking about this entertainment juggernaut that's willing to dump millions upon millions upon millions into these movies. But the thing that you have to keep into consideration about this whole thing is what has happened, right? What has happened now at this point? Everybody has the same complaints. It's all Mm -hmm. formulaic. You've got to watch 87 TV shows in order to understand what's going on in a movie and all of that kind of stuff. So how about let's let them get off a go, right? Because you look at somebody like James Gunn, and I'm, I'm of two minds because I see the nonsense. I, I think it was handled poorly. I think everybody everybody associated with DC needs to be, get, get a lesson in PR, right? Like mm-hmm. the one thing I will give to Marvel is they always had a centralized voice. They've ne- they have not had that with DC. And so I think... Part of the issue is their own making as far as how they've handled all of this kind of stuff. Because who knows? Maybe James Gunn will create something stellar. Maybe he will put something out there that's absolutely out of this world. But the thing that we need to realize is that the the Snyderverse was over already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That being said, I uh, <laughs> we 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 need to be able to go on. I, I'm hoping that James Gunn does not try to do a series of origin movies. I don't think that works in today's world. You got to start further into the story. We'll see what happens. James Dunn has done great stuff with both Marvel and DC. The Peacemaker show was fantastic. So the next thing is also goes to Joe and I'm hoping we can get through this one a little bit quicker. I think you wanted to mention some about what's on the horizons in DC comics as well, right? The one thing as it pertains to to DC Comics, one thing that I really hope happens is that that there's some there's some effort put behind advertising, right? There are these events going on in DC Comics and and all of that that it really feel so one part of what James Gunn is saying is that everything is going to be connected. That that the whole thing they are trying to create a shared multiverse where they are openly stating that the comics are part of the multiverse, the movies are part of the multiverse. It's what eventually Marvel ended up doing, but didn't. they weren't very quick to get there. And part of what I really hope to see happen is advertising for the comics so that way people have a better idea of what's going on because there's absolutely none. Nobody's advertising right now, and the comic book industry is down because of it. Yeah, and that being said, uh, DC's got the most exciting event on the horizon for me with the Lazarus Planet stuff. Looks pretty cool. Look into it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I also, when we're talking about the multiverse, I'm really hopeful because the Flash TV show is ending that maybe that means they can do something else with that Flash. Who knows? I would like that. But, but... We've mentioned on the What's New before, I've mentioned the Santa Clauses. I've talked about it a couple different times, and I told you guys that my rating at one point was going to be a 7 or an 8, and it could either go down to a 3 or up higher to like a 9, depending on the ending, and the ending is here, and it definitely brought my opinion down lower. Well, that's unfortunate. Um, 
it, it was not a terrible ending. And the very next day, I understood why they did the ending the way they did. Um, I was hoping for them to pass on the torch well. I was hoping to see, because they were wrestling with these ideas of can a woman, woman be Santa Claus or why is Mrs. Claus this? They were wrestling with ideas of maybe even having a, a different ethnicity be Santa Claus. And they're kind of showing these things. And then the ending comes around and it's, um, actually, Tim Allen was wrong. He shouldn't leave. And it's kind of like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> so you you sat there this whole season wrestling with these ideas that were actually really interesting and propelling something and then decided, never mind. <laughs> And I I was really aggravated about that. And then the next day they announced that season two was coming next year. And I was like, oh, of course it is. No wonder you couldn't pass on the torch because having a season two with Tim Allen means more money and Disney likes money. So to me, it really felt like they kind of sacrificed the story for the sake of having a season two. I was kind of disappointed by that. A lot of people weren't. A lot of people are glad that Tim Allen's still Santa Claus because that's their Santa Claus. Just like. You know, some people's Spider-Man is Tobey Maguire. Some people's Santa Claus is Tim Allen. I was disappointed, but I did like the fact that they they brought up a different question. And and that was also there throughout the season of how do you retire from something like being Santa Claus, of doing the most good that anyone can do in the world, right? Of just giving to children. How do you take a family who's known this kind of world and bring them to the real world? All this like... There, there are questions like that, especially when you're thinking of ministers. It's just it is interesting to contemplate. How do you retire from ministry? I mean, you're you're, you're stepping down from helping people, really? <laughs> you know, like it, it, it is a hard question to deal with. Maybe they'll explore that further in the next season. That would be kind of cool. I still feel like it was a little bit of a cop out, but I, I don't know. I, I wasn't satisfied, even though I do like the question of. How do you know when it's truly your time to pass on the torch and when it's not? Yeah. Uh, so after all this, do you still feel hopeful about a season two uh, nailing the landing? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've now given up hope. The second to last episode of the Santa Clauses was fantastic. Uh, just stop watching after that. Let it be a cliffhanger and be happy with yourself. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. that That's where I'm at. Um. All right. Well, that being said, uh, Christian, you wanted to talk about Violent Night. Indeed, I do. And let me apologize to all the listeners right now for the sound of my voice. It wasn't that great to begin with, but I'm currently dying of the black lung pop. Uh, so I'm going to try and get through this without coughing immensely. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Violent Night, to those of you who don't know what it's about, is basically uh, Die Hard Home Alone with... Santa Claus trying to save uh, a multimillionaire family from being attacked by a bunch of mercenaries who want money that they have hidden within their home. And it lives up to its name. It is incredibly violent <laughs> and gory. And it is a ton of fun. And when I say, it sounds reached, so bad that it would be good. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely one of those movies. I did not have to turn my brain on to enjoy it. I just watch what was on the screen. And you know, and as someone who's always very critically minded like me, it's nice every now and then just to like accept what I'm watching and deal with the consequences. So <clears throat> I really enjoyed that. Uh, now, as far as everything else goes, uh, the other reason I wanted to bring it up uh, when Josh had asked me to come on to this episode uh, was because I saw some of the Christian response to it. And 
I don't know why I keep setting myself up for failure, but <laughs> that's just the world we live in. And of course, there were uh, not as many as past stuff, but there were some protests. There were people up in arms. They're like, how could you have this sacred uh, holiday ruined by this? Uh, forgetting the fact that we're talking about the mythological figure Santa Claus and not St. Nicholas, he who punched Aryans as they rightfully deserved. You're Nicaea. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so I did want to talk about with you guys, like, how do you feel about a movie that would take a, a more mature, uh, not necessarily grim, dark uh, view of the Santa Claus and Christmas mythos on screen? I don't understand I why really... people are up in arms about this. Like there's there, Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, Santa, Santa Sleigh, um, Black Christmas, um, festive festive horror has been a genre for oh I don't know since since at least the seventies. Some horror had some places yelling at their device right now, but I I, <laughs> I want to say the earliest one that I can think of having seen is the seventies. So for those of you that don't know. I am I am SG's resident horror head. I I don't get a chance to talk about it very often because um the I haven't had anybody to talk to since Brandon left the show. So the, you have a friend. Yeah, in me, I mean, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I so I haven't necessarily seen a lot of the backlash about this one in particular, but it just it seems to me like just. Get it, get like getting up in arms about like and like the Christian response to it being angry. Like the Christian response <laughs> shouldn't agree with Santa Claus to begin with, let alone like a kill a killer Santa Claus. Like I don't know, people. It's it's a movie. Yeah. It's it's a movie. <laughs> like shut your brain off and watch the, watch the movie. Like other like, but but we're cool with watching super powered beings beat the tar out of each other and all of that kind of stuff. That's but this is a bridge too far. Are you outside yourself? Like we all, we all cheered. You even said it during the DC, during the DC talk. Peacemaker was this awesome TV show. I hated Peacemaker. First off, really? I don't like, I don't like 14 year old boy humor and it was all 14 year old boy humor. It's the same thing. Why I don't like him. Uh, uh, Invincible? Is that what it is? The boys? God, really? Chapel, two, those all suck. They're terrible. Um, <laughs> Invincible does not have the 14 boy humor, fourteen year old boy humor. At, uh, I, I mean, I was 14 year old boy and watched, enjoyed watching superhero, superheroes, you know, beat each other to death and all of that kind of stuff too. Like, no, that's, that's young. That's, yeah. that's a different version of 14 year old boy humor. Anyway, um, that, that to me is such an arbitrary line to then pick a fight with a genre that's centered around death and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like you have a superhero, a superpowered being that punches somebody in the face. What do you think is going to happen? I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> my take was very different. Uh, my, my first thought is just more of a, this is funny, like, like not different as in disagreeing. I just was thinking in a different lane. Because I was thinking more of a, you know, how cool it would be if we had significantly more like biblically accurate movies that would all be very R rated. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you really think the Romans had clean language when they were crucifying people? Right. Come on now. I mean, I, I mean uh, even just the biopic on David's life alone would be one of the, yeah. I mean, it'd be the Game of Thrones God. of that yeah. era. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, 
I I know of a <laughs> a Thanksgiving horror movie that is so bad that I refuse to say the name of it. <laughs> I will put it in our chat for the other host, but I don't want anyone to ever go see that. So I refuse to say it, but it was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, if it's the one I'm thinking of, yeah, it's God, better kept it, to yourself. Yeah, super yeah. inappropriate, super not good to watch. Like, it just was not enjoyable. Um, <laughs> but as far as, like, violence in Christmas, like, who, like, I, like I'm with Joe and, like, who who cares? Like, it's it's not any different than a super person doing it. Um, my biggest concern is I think Christians just get mad about satire. Like, I feel like for whatever reason, church culture seems to be, in, like, incapable of understanding the entire genre of satire, which is what a lot of the violent night is supposed to be, from my understanding. Um, it's also what a lot of Invincible is, which is why I don't think it's 14 year old stuff, because it's a lot more of a, hey, the superhero genre is kind of stupid. <laughs> and it's true. Sometimes it's OK to take these things that you hold dear and close to yourself, whether it be Christmas or superheroes or whatever, and to just make fun of it. If I was incapable of being that, it would just be depressing to be the Josh with bad opinions. Luckily, I'm I'm capable enough of laughing at myself that, hey, yeah, I do have terrible opinions. I do want to go watch Thor The Dark World as soon as we're done recording, because I remembered how much I enjoy it. And that is a terrible opinion. <laughs> and honestly, for some people, some people look at me and say, I, my, my terrible opinion is that... Uh, that Black Adam is the single greatest comic book movie ever made, but that also comes with that also comes with all of the preamble of what why I see those things right. It is a I I am a, I am a preacher shepherd that works primarily with um, middle Middle Eastern folks I, outside of the U.S. My the largest concentration of people that I work with are people from India. The Rock successfully led an all black and brown ca uh, cast in a in a movie that had a lot to say about the the standard coming in and saying that this is what justice looks like. And now we're going to come in and save the day and all of that kind of stuff. There's layers to this movie. Is it the best inside of a Marvel this or that or does it have this formula or whatever? No, it doesn't have those things. But. Outside of that, if that's not the criteria that we're judging it off of, if we're judging it off of the criteria of the story told, aces. I just want another opportunity to sing the <laughs> praises of Black Adam. Now I'll be done. At, at risk of starting something with Joe, <laughs> I, I, just to give my own take on Black Adam, because I just watched it like yesterday. Bruh. I think I would have it as like one of the most average movies to me. But okay. But here's the big caveat. Because to me, it felt very much like the same story as Black Panther. But Black Panther as a character is basically just Captain America with a different suit. Black Adam, the character, is one of the most intriguing characters I've seen in any superhero film. Like the character himself, I want more of. I want so much more of. And I'm really upset that we're not going to get that. Can I can I say one more spicy thing so that way yes, I can yes. cement the heel turn of this ep uh, of this episode and I can be the heel? All right, wait for it. Black Adam did it second and better. There we go. Ooh, ooh. Okay, so with all that in mind, how do we as Christians handle the fact that there will be people in our congregations, not the pearl clutching types, like the ones who have a serious, you know, like I cannot allow myself to watch something like this. How do we engage with them 
on movies. I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be Violent Night, but something akin to it. Uh, same thing I do with Deadpool. Just cool. Don't watch it. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an individual thing. And I think that that's where we very seriously lose the rabbit on this whole thing is the individualistic idea of what a person likes or doesn't like, right? I joke about being the heel of most episodes or I'll joke with Josh and I disagreeing with one another and <laughs> all of those different things. But opinions are subjective. What you can handle is subjective. If between you and God, it doesn't suit you to watch this movie, guess what, guys? Don't watch the movie. And that's cool. It's aces. Fantastic. If you can watch this, go out and watch it. It's it's asinine. It's a popcorn flick. It's it's <laughs> if you like this sort of thing, I would say watch it because it's literally right up that lane. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> much like much like the Deadpool thing. There are those people who you can simply say, yeah, okay, it's not for you. That's fine. It is for me. I enjoy it. You know, what might cause you to stumble doesn't cause me to stumble, whatever. But then there's the people who want to push their own thing on you. And there's a lot talked about how to address the person who's pushing, don't watch Deadpool because this is bad. You know, I hear a lot of, well, here's how they should handle this and how they should be better. But let me speak to those of us who are on the side who do watch Deadpool and are getting the yelled at. Sometimes it is just simply okay to just let someone be upset. And the Bible has tons to say about not putting a stumbling block in front of your brother. You don't need to advocate for Deadpool either. You can simply understand that it offends them and not bring it up again. It's that easy. And then also, I'd like to point out, to me, Jesus's whole thing of what goes into a man does not condemn him, but what comes out of a man, I apply that to television and movies too. He didn't have that in his time, but what you watch, what you consume for your IP is not what's going to condemn you. What comes out of you does. Right. So if watching these things causes you to act more violent or for you to talk like Deadpool does in that movie, hey, maybe maybe don't watch it. If it doesn't, cool. Those whom the sun set free are free indeed. Well said. I think I think a lot of times on both sides, we bring the the drama to ourselves in certain Mm -hmm. regards, you know, I'll, I'll speak to my fellow horror heads out there. Like it's, it's okay. It's okay that people disagree with you. That, that is okay. Don't for as much as you don't want the other person to preach to you about extra being extra sanctified or extra holy, (laughs) right? That's, that's usually where that conversation has, has a way of, of, of hanging out of the people that are trying to add their layer of extra sanctification on top. They might say, okay, well, you can go ahead and do that. But if you want to be, if you want to be holy, you, you do this thing, you act in this, in this way, whatever you're, but by, by preaching against that and saying that you are wrong for having that opinion you're, you've put yourself in the exact same boat. You're hanging out mm-hmm. in the exact same part of town, just anchoring yourself to the other side of the opinion. You know what I mean? And that's okay. Some people, I've, I've met people who by every standard and measurement that we are told to look by, I would say have a solid, good relationship 
with God. They have an active participatory relationship with God that they can watch horror movies. They can't watch superhero movies because superhero movies are hero worship and all of mm-hmm. those kinds of things. And, and to an extent, you're not wrong. You know what I mean? To an, to an extent. Yeah, it is. It is hero worship. And it, it's, it's in the name. It's a superhero. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, I, I have my own stances and opinions as far as all of that goes, but I can see how somebody lands there. So I think a lot of the time it's much to do with nothing, but also there's the added layer to take back to the position of the horror head and advocating why some of us can be horror heads and all of that is outside of the, like the second that you claim the name of Christ, you play by an entirely different set of rules. Mm-hmm. You That's an entirely different playbook. That's where I start to care. If you don't claim the name of Christ, I don't care. Go, You're going to go do whatever you're going to go do. Yeah. You can, you're going to sleep with whoever you're going to sleep with. You're going to watch whatever you're going to watch. Or you're going to do whatever you're going to do because you don't have the same playbook. Now we can get into the whole idea of, of evangelism and spreading the gospel and all of that kind of stuff. But at base minimum, until they claim the name of Christ, they are under no obligation to live by the tenets of Christianity. And so these, these secular companies, you know, if, if, and generic Christian uh, movie production company A makes Silent, uh, Violent Night and or, or makes uh, some kind of satire and, and evil Santa and horror movie and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe somebody throw a flag on the play. Maybe somebody say, say something because this is coming from a Christian production house. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not what this company is that's making this movie. So why do we as Christians want to hold the expectation that they're somehow not going to act by the world's standards? That gets into a whole conversation about Christians today having this false identity or this false idea that we need to, you know, it, it needs to be Christians. Everything needs to be Christian and everything's going to be, you know, this idea. And a lot of times this conversation hovers around the topic of politics, but it's it's the idea that we we don't we we need we need to understand that the world is going to do what the world is going to do. Yeah, exactly. And and when we're talking to other Christians um, and we're going at this thing, remember, like one of our T-shirts says on our website, systematicgeekology.org, uh, like what you like and don't be a jerk. It's yeah. really that simple, and it also can be flipped. Uh, don't like what you don't like and still refrain from being a jerk, please. <laughs> and, you know, that's just really the beat of it is learn to love people, learn to show a little bit of grace. You know, Disney f- productions are going to make Disney movies. Stop being surprised at it. Bloomhouse mo- films are going to create Bloomhouse films. Uh, let's just stop being surprised when that happens. That would be great. And God also, said amen. Uh, let's see if we can squeeze in. I know, I know this is going to be tight, but let's see if we could squeeze in the controversy surrounding Hogwarts Legacy. It is a video game coming out earlier next year that I'm super excited for. It's an open world. You can be a wizard. You can join any of the houses, fly around, do magic stuff, fight things. Usually the controversy with anything Harry Potter is Christians don't like magic. This time, because J.K. Rowling has been doing a series of hate tweets whatever you want to call them, the controversy largely 
comes from the other side. And man, <laughs> she is just getting the worst of both worlds. Uh, for those who don't know, I think she's Anglican. She is a Christian. Christians don't like her because she wrote wizard books. And the progressive side hates her because she doesn't agree with transgender stuff. Recently, she retweeted and criticized a very popular trans video gamer and YouTuber, Jesse Earl. Um, Jesse's tweet that she criticized reads, Any support of the Harry Potter franchise current projects, like while J.K. Rowling is in charge of it, using her ongoing platform to target and also justify her continued targeting of trans people is harmful to trans people. More or less, the argument that Jesse's trying to make as a trans person is, hey, if you got her books and her movies like I did before she started doing all of this, it's fine. But now that we know this about her, we shouldn't support her works because she is still getting money from this video game sales. As Christians, it's really interesting because I'm someone who is going to get the game and enjoy the game. And on one side, I have to deal with Christians who are mad that I like magic. And then on the other side, I have the non-Christians who are mad that I'm supporting someone who is anti-trans stuff. And and this is one where I actually disagree with some of my co-hosts on this uh, when it comes to trans issues. I think Christians are a lot more firm than they really can justify. I also think scientists are a lot more firm than they can justify. I think there should be a lot more room to actually discuss the issues when you're talking about transgender things because there just isn't as clear as answers as people like to pretend there is. But also I literally like, there's just this level of unless you're committing huge crimes or like seriously injuring people, why are you buying a video game or a book because of the person's morality? Like that's just so weird to me. I don't watch Disney movies because I think the person who made it is such a fine, great person. I just never quite understood the connection people make there and yes there is lines there is a point where okay yeah no that is actually a bad thing and i don't want to support that person but people are entitled to their own opinions and i don't feel like not buying something or supporting something because someone has an opinion unless their work is about that opinion really makes any sense now well, this, please criticize me <laughs> well, well what this brings up is the whole trope of the death of the author it's not a literal death but it's the idea of <clears throat> this person has said something or done something so horrendous, but I can still enjoy their work. Um, like Roman Polanski ha is mm. a terrible person, but Rosemary's Baby is one of the greatest films ever made. And I will stand oh. by that all day. <laughs> that movie but, is so boring. Anyway. Oh, OK. We'll have that fight <laughs> later on. Um, Next but, verses. <laughs> But in the moment there, I need I can watch Rosemary's Baby and say I don't support what Roman Polanski did. Yeah. yeah. Like, I agree with Rowling on her views of trans women. I don't think they are women. I think they are still men. However, if she had ended the argument there, we're golden. There's, people are still going to hate her for having that opinion. But what she is doing is trolling people deliberately because, sorry for how I'm going to put this, she has FU money. And she yeah. doesn't care. Yeah. That yeah. is my issue. It's like, we are meant to be ambassadors for Christ. And I don't know where Hart is at. I really hope she is his. But if I am using that as my witness, how effective as a tool am I for showing God's power? Am I in that moment? If I'm choosing to troll people instead of delivering the gospel and truth. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm, I'm inclined to, to hang out in, in that part of town. You know, I, I would, I don't think that there's anything per se 
that you said, Josh, that is in need of criticism, I, oh, oh, I think if you're willing to see it and you're not, you're not defaulting back to, if, if, if you're not, if you're not, if, if you're having, if you're taking a thoughtful, uh, look at the science and the data, oh, I think the science and the data is, is, is very clear. I think there's, there's been a lot of science that is, is, is very clear. Um, and and I understand that there are fringe examples that that are being used to kind of bolster the opinion that you can't really depend on the science and the data, but they are exactly that. They are fringe and blown up to to accelerate a point. But where it matters is when you are starting to hate another person or hold back mm-hmm. from another person or not show that other that other person love um shout out to hector murray who uh is another one of the uh christian um geeks out there he's got an organization and and all of that and, and a very big voice um in in the christian geek world and he just posted a picture of him uh, holding a glass and on the glass, it says, and, and pardon my language if, if I'm going to offend somebody, but Jesus loves you, but don't be a douche. Mm. And that's, it's, it's like we say, like what you like, but don't be a jerk. Mm-hmm. It's, you, you, can, you can have an opinion, have your opinion, but that your opinion, your stance does not stop you from from do, does not negate the responsibility that we have to love each other to love people to show people the love and that's that's where i think the conversation that is so incredibly nuanced as far as trans stuff goes and i think this even goes deeper with 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 the trans conversation part of this whole thing than it than it even does for the 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 rest of the LGBTQ plus um, uh, conversation. Look, guys, I'm trying to use the right uh, the the right words. So mm-hmm. if I have offended anybody who's listening because I didn't use the right term, please understand that my stance in and of itself is probably enough to be offended at. I'm not trying to be a jerk and misuse terms and things like that. So please have some grace if I've used if I've used term terms incorrectly, but. I, I think that that seems to be more of the sticking point where because I have this stance, then I need to shove my stance because I need to save you. That's not mm. that's not the name of the game. That's not the name of the game. And and I, I think this conversation that's so nuanced of how do we handle this conversation lives and dies on little quippy things like love is love or like you know you're you're don't judge not lest you be judged or or these different things where it's all kind of all kind of truncated into one little thing that hand waves away the conversation that we can have but still loving on each other and that's where the bridge too far is you can have your stance as far as as far as uh the the science behind it i i i counsel anybody that if you are going to stand forward and say one way or the other whether you are for or against oh know what you're talking about because you're gonna you're you're there are enough people who know what they're talking about that you're very quickly gonna look like an idiot if you didn't if you don't know what you're talking about 
other than that, like lo- love people. That t- that tenant doesn't change. We are we are kingdom cit- we are kingdom citizens. And so yes, it is it is un- unfortunate that you see somebody out here proclaiming the name of Christ, but then then on on top of it having these having these moments and all of this kind of stuff. That being said, as far as the actual product goes, I'm one that I have a hard time separating art from artist. I'm a huge pro wrestling guy. I I I really I grew up enjoying pro wrestling. I will not ever watch another Chris Benoit uh match. I I don't even really like having the conversation. I don't really even like saying the guy's name or giving him any Thing. Like, I don't understand how people can be like, yeah, but he was a great pro wrestler. Yeah, but he killed his family. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 yeah, you know what I mean? So, so, but, but again, that's, that, that's me. I don't think it necessarily like, I, but I, I think, I think as far as that goes, that's an extreme example. And I, I think when it comes down to oh I'm not gonna I'm gonna watch this thing or I'm not gonna buy this thing or I'm not gonna do this thing that has nothing to do with the topic. It's just what like the person believes about a certain totally separate issue. I don't know. That's that I, I'm I would probably say in everything that you said, Josh. That's probably the closest I come to agreeing with with what you said. Yeah. Um. So for me. The trans thing falls squarely in a I don't know and I don't claim to be smart enough to know area. I, I've seen science of both sides that I just am not equipped to know or claim that I understand. Um, I know for a fact that some people are born with both genitalia. I know for a fact that there are differences between male brains and female brains. So it doesn't seem outside of the realm of possibility that some people are born with the wrong brain. Like that doesn't seem outside of the realm of possibility for me. And you know, the, the Bible verse that people use of God made them man and woman. Well, guess what? There are some people who are born with post genitalia. So I don't think you can use that one little clip bite to to combat that side. On the other side, there's a lot of science that doesn't agree with you. There's a ton of science that says it's incredibly harmful to let children, especially teenagers, be making some of these choices. And yet that everyone's a proponent of that these days, right? I mean, that's the whole secular thing. Both sides, to me, seem like they act like they know a lot more than they do. And that's where I am like, I try to stay out of it. I don't think I'm smart enough for some of the biblical scholars who clearly know more than I do. And for some of the scientists who clearly know more than I do, I tend to just stay out of it. Um, But any like I there's very few opinions that I don't that I'm like, I'll avoid someone because they had this opinion. We can disagree about almost anything. And I simply don't care you know, if you're going to go up and, and sing something that I want to hear, I will listen to it if I want to listen to it. I think where I draw the line is mostly in action. Of course, there are some opinions. Like if you think Nazis are great, I'm not supporting you, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, when you're getting into some of the actions, you know, the Johnny Depp thing was a great example. I love Pirates of the Caribbean. When we all thought or most of us thought that he actually had done those things to Amber, I was like, okay, I might not watch a new Pirates if he's in it, but I'm not going to stop watching the old ones. That's sort of what the um, YouTuber was arguing for on her side, which is not our side, but I can understand the logic there, even if I disagree with it. It's the same type of reasoning that I was using with Johnny Depp. Luckily, now it looks like a lot of those things were lies, so I can like Johnny Depp again. (laughs) 
And, uh, you know, I, I think what's funny is there's in Christian circles, there's a lot of cancel culture around cancel culture. Like we just hate people for canceling things like, oh, well, the church actually started that. You know that, right? Like, like we're the ones who started that in the first place, calling people heretics and kicking them out. Oh, and yeah. This whole religion needs to die now. You know, that that's sort of, you know, that that's the church's gig that secular culture just kind of adapted. Um, so you can't f- get too mad about it. <laughs> One of the things I laugh about is anytime that I hear Christians getting up in arms about influencer culture, Christians yeah. were doing influ- influencer culture for years before. Yeah, you just called it something else. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I I can I can see where I can see where you're coming from as somebody who 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 is a scientist. Um uh, I I think that you are you are treading in dangerous territory by saying that you don't know what you're looking at and thus people are speaking outside of themselves and all of that. Um I I I really think that's very da- that's very dangerous because that but regardless this is an example and and one of the things that that Josh and I have had to work through is how to disagree well with one another. For those of you mm-hmm. that don't know, Josh and I did not start off <laughs> as friends. We didn't really like each other nope. very much and it it got it got ugly at first. Like that we've had some Josh and I have had yeah. some knockdown dragouts. And we have come to the point now where we are we are partners in mm-hmm. what we do through SG, right? We work together, we talk to each other nigh every day. And that that had to come with purposefully getting past ourselves and being willing to say there are some things that you state that I so incredibly disagree <laughs> with. Yeah. But you are you are still my brother and I love you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and even beyond that, we've we've had conversations about the fact that like now beyond just being Christian brothers, we're friends. Yeah, I'm so excited for we're going to do a convention with uh, my other podcast next year and I'm going to get to see Joe. We're going to get to crack open a beer together. It's going to be great, yeah. even if we disagree the entire time that we're sharing a beer together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which we, we might because he'll have an IPA and I'll have a stout. <laughs> Just if I wanted to eat a loaf of bread, I would just <laughs> eat a loaf of bread anyway. Oh, that's funny. So with your <laughs> with your beer, uh, with your Santa Claus, and even with your video game, if you think you don't want to support someone who's doing this hate, or if you are like, hey, have your opinion, I just here for the game, guess what? You can like what you like and don't be a jerk. Right, right. Go yeah. in peace for all for, for everybody, because because throughout this whole conversation, right, whether it's more of the playful side with me talking about Black Adam and Black Panther, or if it's this part of the conversation where it's heavier, weightier topics and stuff like that, we have done a very good job of of probably if you're listening to this, <laughs> we've probably pissed you off. Go in peace. You know what I mean? Like that's whatever wherever you wherever you land on this thing. Go in peace. If you can't support J.K. Rowling anymore because she's being a jerk to other people, because she's being a troll and all of those things, because she is fully exercising her F you money, <laughs> that, then then go in peace. If you still are going to buy Hogwarts, whatever. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not I'm not a Harry Potter fan. I belong before any of this. I was never really a Harry oh, Potter Worst fan. opinion today. Now, there we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a... Uh... Bravo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, 
so what but but whatever if you don't if you've never liked your stuff and you're like can we talk about something else go in peace if you're still gonna read the books and watch the movies and do all the things awesome go in peace that's not it's not that the, the the fact of the matter is is that we can all still come together and be community even though we disagree about this stuff mm. i think he he's taking the the church of unity message from me he stole it yep <laughs> oh man Guys, I, yeah, I couldn't possibly agree more. Um, yeah, all, all of it to each your own. Of course, if you're going to get Hogwarts Legacy and you don't pay 10 extra dollars for the Dark Arts package, you do have terrible, terrible ideas. Like, what is wrong with you? It's 10 more dollars. You you get to do the dark magic. You get to ride the, the necromancer horse thing. Come on. And who wouldn't want to ride a necromancer horse? Come on, guys. Right? <laughs> I forget what those things are called, <laughs> but man, it looks cool. Festral? Yeah. You can ride one in an open world concept. Just ride around on it. But only but if you get the dark arts package. That's totally worth $10. All right, guys. Let's let's wrap this up. <laughs> this has been our longest What's New Yet, which, of course, you know, if I'm here and Joe is here, it's going to take a minute. <laughs> um. What we like to do for these, instead of giving a new recommendation, is recommend any of the things we talked about today. Just pick one that if they haven't checked it out that they should check out. Uh, I know no one's checked mine out yet. Uh, Dark Arts Package, Hogwarts Legacy. Go get it. <laughs> All right, uh, Joe, of the things we talked about, uh, do you have anything you would recommend to them? DC uh, maybe? 100 if if you have not watched it yet, you seriously need to go watch Black Panther. And seriously, I made jokes about, or not Black Panther, Black Adam. <laughs> I, I made jokes about you comparing the two, but but don't don't go in comparing it to Black uh, to Black Panther. You will do yeah, the no, movie a, di- do. A, a disservice. That's it's a bad plan to say to to try and compare it to anything else of uh, like within the superhero genre. It, it's not a good idea. But go watch that and. If you haven't, go watch through the Snyder Cut because it's it's a it's long, but it's a beautiful movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, Christian, uh, what's your one thing to recommend from all of this mon- just craziness today? <laughs> well, I forgot that I didn't rate Violet Night, uh, so I'm going to give that my nine out of ten for that one for being wow. a, you're a popcorn film. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> but. As far as things we discussed today, mine would definitely go to the new DC slate that will eventually come along because I am cautiously optimistic that Gunn will be able to make something. Uh, I don't want, you know, MCU 2.0 from DC's side. I want them to make their own thing. I want them to take the time they need to build these characters up. So when they all appear together, I care, you know, when the Adam is on the screen, uh, when Guy Gardner is on the screen or what have you. Like, yeah. right. I yep. want to care. They finally get a good Green Lantern and they realize they should start with Jon Stewart. I will be super happy. I and actually don't reason. disagree with you. <laughs> I I just I, I think that you're going to have a hard time telling the full thing, f- telling the full expanse of Green Lantern without starting with Hal Jordan. But yeah, Jon Stewart's one of my favorite. Just start, just start right in the middle of the uh, what, what's it called? The uh, the war. <laughs> Oh, the Snesher War? Yeah, just start right in the middle of that. And just kind of, you know, backtrack, make it a seven-hour movie. It's fine. People have proven we'll watch any length of DC film. Just do it. Um, (laughs) And with that, guys, go to systematicgeekology.org. Check out our store. Buy one of those like-what-you-like shirts. 
it's worth it. Um, make sure you go to our Patreon, check out that. We get four bonus episodes a month, and you get a discount on the store, so maybe do that first. And of course, guys, we want you all to do one extremely important thing for us, which is to remember that we're all a chosen people, a geekdom of This was an Anazao Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazao Ministries podcast network.